Gil, you know what I can't wait for every week? Himalaya. The Himalaya. <laughs> when our podcast hits on Himalaya, mm-hmm. it's the highlight of the week. So when you want to be the first to listen to the No Chill podcast a day early, remember mm-hmm. that, go to Himalaya. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love along with future favorites. If you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has your back like they have ours. You discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters like us Mm -hmm. some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest to use. And they're adding cool new features every day. Go to the App Store, download Himalaya. Don't forget. Follow No Chill Podcast. When you're yes, there. the early bird gets the worm. <laughs> they early do. bird special. Yeah. Yep. That's us. We got something for everybody. <laughs> All ages. Come get us. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we get into the Rookie of the Year race. It's one of the closest to call in years. Actually, this year's rookie class has been all-around fantastic, but it clearly comes down to Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Luka jumped out of the gates playing at a high level and showing that his game would absolutely translate from Europe. As for Trey, he answered the doubters with his dynamic playmaking ability, scoring talents, and delivering in the clutch for the Hawks, especially on the back half of the season. Thanks to a draft day trade, these two will always be linked together, and after this season, both will have their teams hyped to build around their young stars. So before the war is handed out, we hand it out, Gil makes his call, and of course he has good reasons. This is a good one, so let's get right into it. Remember, it's a no-chill podcast. You can always get us first on the Himalaya app and also wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check out the No Show channel on YouTube. So I don't think anyone's done this yet, but we're going to do something today. We're going to hand out an award. Okay. Oh, I love awards. Yeah. We don't have a trophy. <laughs> I love awards when I get them. <laughs> when I get them. When your name's... How many trophies did you get when you were... Like, did you have a trophy room? No. No? I mean, I got a Most Improved and um, Rookie All-Star MVP. I mean, even before that, like high school and travel and stuff like that, did you have a big trophy room? No. Did you keep I mean, all that Park stuff? League? No. Huh. I've always wondered that, you know, like guys get... I had a like few Park trophies League, like when for, I played, oh, but I'm, not oh, like track. that. I, got, I was a track runner. So I had track, you know, that all, you know, but when it came to basketball, not now. You know, it's funny, like, so kids play in, like, there's the Jordan Classic, the Iverson mm-hmm. Classic, McDonald's All-American, and, like, you get all these... Yeah, like, no, what do they actually know. do? Yeah, I didn't have none at all. I didn't play in the Jordan, none of that, nah. They didn't exist. They didn't do that at the park It was one thing, right? But you went to camps, like, what, uh... No. no? I was going to adult, I mean, adult, I was playing adult league, so... But you didn't go, was anything like uh, ABCD camp or... Yeah, I went to ABCD, but I got hurt the first day, so I didn't actually perform Mm -hmm. ABCD. It was just a good experience just being there, so... But that's part of, you know... You don't get a trophy trophy for just sitting there. Get some, like, cool... Cool Cool gear, yeah, Yeah, cool cool gear. gear. ABCD camp, yeah, yeah, you know, you go around. Yeah, I made it to the AB, Mm -hmm. you know, but... Um, But for for rookies, what do you want? You want that Rookie of the Year trophy. Yes. And this year, we got a close one. Like... Yeah, we do. We we kind of got a close. You know what? The people are... They're on the fence. Mm -hmm. Like, are you Team Luca or Team Trey? It's, it's right down to those two. And the crazy thing for those two is that they're going to be forever connected because they were traded for each other. Oh, yeah, that is. That, that's now, crazy. that's a great one right there. That's a, this is a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, what, what story? What side of the story? That, that they, they actually <laughs> been traded for each other and they're the number one and two candidate for rookie of the year. You know, the funny thing, though, is what I'll say is, so Luca, you know, obviously was, went to dallas but mm-hmm. dallas gave up a pick so atlanta got trey and a first future first round protected pick right mm-hmm. so if it's uh dallas's pick is not in the top five atlanta gets it okay that's a for as close as these guys are 
That's a sweetener for me. I'll if, take that pick. If it's six. Mm-hmm. If it's four or five, eh. <laughs> if it's four, if it's four, five, three, two, Dallas, you know, it, it, it all depends, you know, how you see it. Well, they'll still get a yeah. pick, but yeah. Um, but for what these two were, there was a lot of hype on them. Mm-hmm. You know, Luca obviously played professionally young overseas, lit it up, was on everyone's radar. Everyone was saying he was going to be the, like the next big thing. And there was always, always doubters like, mm-hmm. for him. And it was like, oh, well, this kid. I started off as one. Yeah. I can, I can admit that. What, what, was it about him that jumped out? You're like, I don't know if he's going to make it. That he, he looked a little too slow to play. Um, oh, sorry. He looked a, a little too slow to play the point. And, well, he looked normal for a point. Like he six, can, seven. Though. You can be six, seven slow mm-hmm. as a point guard because it's not like they're pressing. So that really didn't matter because, you know, um, Turkaluk was the half court point. Um, as a two, ah. Eh, you kind of was too slow for mm-hmm. the two. So it was one of those things like, all right, you know, where is he going to, if he actually plays the point, he'll be fine. If he goes to the two, he might struggle just a little bit. Who knows? But, you know, I was on the bottom side of him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I had him as everyone. Oh, no, it wasn't. You know what? I had him as the third pick. I didn't have him as the first pick. You know, everyone was like first or second. I was like, ah, no, I wouldn't pick him for a second. Maybe third. He looks like he's... He's smart. He's a smart yeah, player. Yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't think the draft order, I mean, I think it was pretty clear cut. For me, it was DeAndre Ayton was the most, like, sure thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, what we saw is what you got. Mm-hmm. And I think this season for him has been that. Like, he's a nice player. Yeah. Puts up good numbers, you know. Um, it's definitely something that Phoenix can build around. Mm-hmm. They'll be good. But as far as, like, guys that are taking that leap, it's clearly Luka and Trey. Yeah. And Trey was another one that mm-hmm. he really, the thing to me was he was on a heater early in his first season at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where he just exploded onto the scene. Everybody was like, who is this kid? He's the next Steph Curry. Um, and then he kind of fell back a little bit. Well, uh, yeah. Which but, is going to happen. What's so funny is when, you know, you're talking about him on a heater and then him, like, basically be non-existing in our memory towards the end. That made sense because now the teams are going to zone him they're going to double them. They're going to trap them. They're going to pick them up full court. Well, with that kind of attention, yeah, that's going to happen. But when you're surrounded by 13 other NBA players, they're not doubling you. They're not going to trap you. They're not going to do all that. So you're going to just look like the first half. You know, once you get that, you know, you're going to look like the first half of your, your um, college career. A guy who's hitting shots and just going where he wants because really it's just – between you and, you know, your man and, you know, whatever pick and roll you try. But the thing with rookies that we always want to see is, will they live up to the hype? And mm-hmm. I think these two did that. And mm-hmm. that's the greatest thing because yeah. what you don't want is a guy like, you know, like Markel Fultz. You know, mm-hmm. there's all this hype around him. He's a top pick and it's just like it, it didn't come together. Mm-hmm. It hasn't come together for him yet. Or a guy like Lonzo where there's so many, the expectations are, si- are sky high. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really hard to live up to that. Like, that's what people don't see. It's like, yeah. so fucking hard to be. Like, you're going to save a franchise. You're 19 years old. You know old. so funny? With, with Trey, because he wasn't picked one, two, or three, he didn't really have, like, as much hype as, you know, like somebody when Lonzo came in. He didn't really have that high hype. He was, oh, Trey could be the next Steph Curry. But it was either be the next Steph Curry or you bust. So, you know, with that, that's a, 
That's a hell of a job. That, I mean, but that's a but that no, but that's a hell of a wiggle room. Mm-hmm. You gotta you you don't really have you really have nothing. You don't really have nothing to, to worry about because if you're decent, you're decent. So he didn't really have he didn't really have something like Zoe coming in. You're the franchise guy. You're Jason Kidd, but well, that's too. That's woo. That's mm. that's a big difference. You know, you're Jason Kidd in the franchise. So you're Hall of Fame or you're Magic Johnson. <laughs> you know, it's whoa. You know, it's that's yeah. You know, like when I remember when I was watching, you know, like what is his? I remember Rick Ballerbrand putting up what's his stats going to be his rookie season. I I looked at you know his game and said, eh. 12-7, is it 12-7 and 6? Oh, I'm the biggest hater in the world. You know, you got, 20, you got 29 and 20 and 9. And I said. Yeah, what do you expect? 30, 10 and but that's, 15? But that's yeah. because of the hype. That's what people expect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, I mean, he's not a natural scorer. He's a natural passer. Um, the rebounds was at 6 because I didn't, you know, really think he was that good at rebounding. You know, he, he proved me wrong there. But everything else was, eh. And then his second year, you know, I said, oh, you know, 12, 5, and 5. Everyone thought I was the fucking biggest shit hater, dickhead ever. And then, because I was like, well, you know, he's not going to get as many rebounds with LeBron coming, with Michael Beasley and JaVale. You know, those are rebounders. You know, Rondo rebounds too. So that's, he's not going to have as many opportunities to get as many rebounds as he did before. When it came to assist, I didn't see flat out shooters come on that team. Uh, but what I did see is Rondo, another playmaker. Lance Stevenson, a playmaker. LeBron, a playmaker. So I don't see. I didn't see how Zoe was going to average ten assists with LeBron being on the court. But when LeBron is the dominant ball 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 carrier. Well, that's exactly it. Is when you look at a kid, when the team you get drafted to, you got to kind of scratch your head a little bit, make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. So I wrote and the players that they have around them. Yeah. So I wrote ten five five. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, eh. and then he averaged. Uh, nine, five, and four. I mean, nine, four, and five. I was like, eh, told you. <laughs> the profit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it, it all depends. It's just like you're being realistic. Like, the only person who's really lived up to expectations is LeBron. When you think about all the hype that you've, you, one person can have. You're saying mm-hmm. that the bar was set. The bar was like set. impossibly high. Because guys like KD or Chris Paul, like, they were... Like good. We, we thought that guy was gonna be good. the shit, and they were. But but, but when when you That's say cool. you gotta remember when you say hype, number one player, a hundred million, the next goat. Yep. And the chosen one, the king. It yeah. it, it got there, you know. Um, KD, oh great player, number two pick. Oh shit, rookie of the year. Not like, but you're the number two pick. You're not really considered the next goat. And then boom, here you go. Everybody. But there were KD. There were doubters for him. Undersized, too skinny. You know, Undersized, weight wise. Oh, I'm gonna say he came That's in at too skinny. What's so funny is he came in at ten, uh, six, ten and a half. I don't know where to, to be honest. I don't know where the hell everyone got six nine from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like KD came in, his, his it says six nine. I looked at his draft numbers. He was six ten and a half. But more like seven feet. But I mean, on draft day, yeah. what I'm saying, at 18, yeah. he was already 6'10 and a half. So where did they get 6'9 from originally? So in High school. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the hype of him coming in, you know, it wasn't, he didn't have a, 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 he didn't have this big hype. I think the second hype player was, 
was Zoe. Mm-hmm. But not the number one overall pick. But yeah, like he was. But he guys were there just. He so wasn't much. the yeah. He wasn't the number one pick. But as for as hype coming in, yes, he was. Since LeBron, where, where did that hype come from, though? <laughs> Daddy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the only one that had that. <laughs> so, but um, you know, back to to Trey and and Luca, that it was great to see that. Okay, these guys are for real. Mm-hmm. You know, like the questions around Luca: Is he slow? Is he's a European player? Can he play the American style of play? And um, you know, what position is he? Mm-hmm. You know, he really is a six seven point guard, mm-hmm. um, super skilled, can finish. He's prepared for this with Trey. He's a little undersized, you know, as far as weight. Because mm-hmm. what is he? He's like six. What, what does? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I'm just gonna stop. What the fuck does weight have to do with anything? What is underweight? And well, you know what? Look, look at what Pat Beverly did to Lonzo. Pushed him around. Foul. Yeah, yeah, foul. yeah. He fouled foul. Him. It's but called a you, foul. Can you take the beating and the pounding? Fouls. Yeah. That, that's see. That's what no one actually understands. They, uh, they, they think, oh, my God, this guy is this big. Oh, he's going to beast through players. If I'm smaller and you try to check me and I stumble, foul. If I do the same thing to you, no foul because you're stronger. So that means the stronger players take the worst beatings because it doesn't affect mm-hmm. them. So when you have LeBron crying down the court is what we call it. He's crying down the court because everyone's like, oh, he's a crybaby. Because the fouls he feels, we don't see. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, I'm getting fucking fouled. Mm-hmm. Cousins, yo, you're letting these guys hang on me. Get them off. That's what they cry about. Mm-hmm. But we don't see it because we see he's stronger than everybody. He should be able to take those hits. Then you have somebody like James Harden who gets all the calls, or somebody like Westbrook who gets all the calls. Like me, I played in an era where I had Tim Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, Yao Ming, all big guys. And I let I I, I let everyone in free throws. Mm-hmm. Because when I get hit, it actually looks like I get hit. So being strong actually goes against you. Like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but you were strong with the ball. But I'm saying, but if you hit me, it looks like it. So you don't technically want to be as strong as you really like. Yeah, that was Shaq is ridiculous. Like like Greek the like, like Greek, hang on his back. Like Greek the freak. If he plays a softer game, he'll have double the fouls mm-hmm. committed. But because he plays so strong and wanna bounce and ref is like, eh. And that's you know it's one of those hey you know I don't just, don't look at me for a foul, you know, yeah that's basically that's what play. it is don't look at me for a foul so Trey being little means nothing if you try to hand check him and he falls on the ground that's called a foul mm-hmm. you know so there's no such thing as being too little well even I was thinking the big men aren't as big as they used to be they're not a stick you, right you, okay they're long so, as shit yeah they're long as shit because what ended up happening is. 90, like 96 and 7, 5 and 4, really, technically, is what changed the NBA for, for forever. You had sinners in high school coming in, Kevin Garnett, sinners in college coming in. They're looking at Shaq and all these big monsters, and they're like, you know, ah, let, me, let me go in and play the four. Everyone's 6'4, 6'5, 6'6, 6'7. 
And let me just tower over everyone. That's where the big ticket came. Like, I'm tower. You guys are so little. I just turn around and shoot over this whole generation yeah. of small, undersized, powerful. I got to remember, back then, power fours were brute players. You know, they were yeah, brutes. Antonio Davis, Dale Davis, they, they were just They yeah. were just enforcers. They didn't really have talent. So, you know, Barkley being, you know, undersized, they have to stick him on offense. He didn't have to stick them because they averaged two points, four mm -hmm. points. So, you know, grandmama, these guys didn't have to go against anybody unless they faced each other. But for the most part, Anthony Mason and um, – you got Anthony Mason. You had, I remember. Yeah, like Sean Kemp. Sean, yeah. But I mean, other than Sean Kemp, every, everybody else was defenders. Yeah. They're just brute guys. So it worked. Then when, you know, Carmel, then when you have Keith Van Horn, you got all these guys, that position became bigger, well, taller. For, for, for KG was he had to be able to shoot, though. So if you're saying, okay, you want to you step out into the perimeter. Why do I need to shoot? You're 6'4". What do I need to shoot? What do I need to I'll shoot over him? But I can turn around. Did. I'm seven foot. But I can just turn around. You would give Dale Davis a 19 foot jump shot. I would. Oh, you would give it to him, but a coach yeah. wouldn't let him shoot that. Yeah. So what do I need that. to worry about? That's what I'm saying. But, but KG could hit it. But KG Duncan didn't shoot that it. then. Duncan didn't shoot that. He developed then. it. But you got to remember, I developed it once taller players start coming. But this gotta, idea you're saying when that revolutionized the game, the game changed. So if so KG now, would go to his. If he said, you know, I want to, I want to play out. Uh, I'm going to play a center. I'm going to go against Shaq and all of them. And Duncan goes to Shaq and Keith Van Horn and all these. these KG didn't want to go against Shaq. No, but that's why I said all these tall guys, center said, I'm not going against Shaq. Put me to the four so I could play against these little guys. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's seeing these big guys dominate this little group, and then eventually those four men had to become three men. Mm -hmm. Now everybody wants big fours, so they got big fours and big fives. So all our fives now, or all our fours now, were old school fives. Mm -hmm. Now our fives is like, eh. So our four position became the dominant scoring position rather than our fucking five. But man. fives are, because I'm thinking of, like, they're, they're more skilled than ever. Who? Joel Embiid. One. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, a guy like that, he is a legit five, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... So there's, there still is that brother, like a guy like... Uh, remember back uh, then... Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. But you got to remember back then, five men were the scoring. Yeah. The Shaqs, the the the, the so Hakeems, I, well, I guess what I want to get to is that... The Patrick Ewings, that like the Rick Smiths. That like in that, in that mold. Huh? Because you had like um, Robinson, Ewing... Um, Akeem, this is Alonzo it. Mourning. Yeah, like you had... It, it died off. You got to remember, because God, that's what I'm saying. Because all the five men that were coming in to keep the five men going said, hell no, mm -hmm. I'm too skinny, I'm too little, I'm going to go to the four. Mm -hmm. So all the fives, all the big guys didn't want any part of that era, they jumped to the four. But also seven footers weren't that skilled. That was the, the other they thing. They were skilled. Alonzo Mourning, they were all skilled Not five all men. Of them. They were, I mean, those guys, like, think, you just named six, seven, five men that are skilled. Then you go to I'm Rick. About like, uh, then you go to Rick Smith like and Will all, Purdue. Yeah, you know, yeah, like but you got guys. big guys. But what I'm saying is, all the skilled five men that were coming in that to continue the five man era, all jumped to the four. Got to remember, if KG goes to the five, it continues. Mm -hmm. Duncan continues. Dirk continues. They said, "Fuck that four. Mm -hmm. So now, when you look at our five man, they're the brute, the DJs, brute. Mm -hmm. um, you start so you looking at all our fives like, eh, but DJ. That's why I was getting to like these these fives now are like athletic as shit. They're athletic, but like they Rudy have no Gobert. but they have no skill because all the skilled went to the four men. Mm -hmm. 
Got to remember. So if you are seven foot and really skilled, you're going. You're playing four. But got to remember, our our four men in today's game are technically five men in yeah. the '80s and the '90s. So our 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 skilled players said, ah, I just go to the four, mm-hmm. and that's where the Dirks came and from. And if you're less skilled, like uh, I go to the five. Yeah, but there's still <laughs> I'm saying there's still gotta remember a, a whole lot of talent. But but so look at the difference on what's skilled versus you have Ben Wallace at six eight. Perfect example, Andre Drummond. So look at that position now. He's a 20 Same. and 20 guy. Yeah, 20 and 20. I'll take that, that production. But that's what I'm saying. At, as you're, at your five. Five. But I'm saying yeah. but you have Ben Wallace, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, as the center. Right, because what could he do? And, ben, and Rashid Wallace, 6'11", uh-huh. at the power forward. Mm-hmm. Because Ben, but by the time Rashid came in, Rashid said, I'm going to the four. Mm-hmm. Ben, I'm a center. So you get the two, and you're like, wait a minute. This looks awkward. <laughs> This looks awkward. You got the five. That's what I said. Our bigger guys and our skill guys went to the four because of. And Jack. if you're like a banger rebounder, shot blocker. Yeah. Now, you're now you're going to. Five, now now right. you're playing a five. But there's still a place for you. I guess that's what I want to get to. The fives are still. People say like, oh, the, the big man in the center is dead. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting off topic yeah. here. We're we we're never getting off topic at all. At all. At <laughs> it all, all connects. It all connects. It all connects. Um, so the idea of size for Trey, that was Doesn't a doubt around him. Can, can, you know, so he delivered. And mm-hmm. That was great to see, um, but for you, I guess we've talked enough. Let's hand out hand out the award. Um, it goes to the numbers, right? That's what everyone looks to, and you're saying don't be fooled by the numbers. I said that. Let's look at the numbers. I'm, I'm saying that, I guess, because you have a point well, to make. You said it's not. It's because these are these numbers are close. They're like damn near identical. I mean, who are you going with? You, you first. Um, I, I'm giving it to Luca. Well, I, I, okay, there we go. I'm going to say that again. I I'm going to. Bit. I'm going to Luca. Okay. Why do you say Luca? Uh, because he's had a better year. In what way? Because, like I said, the numbers are damn near identical. Do you want to r- rattle them off? You want me to? You have them written down there. I mean, do you agree, or are you going with? Someone I agree. Here? I think I th- my reasons are probably different from yours, but I agree. Okay. So we gave the award. <laughs> so, but the numbers. Let's go real quick on them. Uh, teams basically the same. Mediocre, thirty around the thirty win mark. By the time the season's over, season's not quite over yet. But it's basically these guys are not playoff teams between Atlanta and and Dallas. So right now for Trey's numbers, he's averaging nineteen, three point seven assists, eight three point seven rebounds, eight point one assists, shooting forty one percent from the field, thirty two percent from three. We'll go over to Luca. 21.2, from the field, 32% from three. So, so these guys are identical. But I think for Luca, he started off immediately, established himself as a, a he could do it. Mm-hmm. For, Trey struggled out of the gate a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But to give Trey credit, he really put it on in the second half of the season. Yeah, but I mean, the second half of the but season. But look at these numbers, like it's. You look at it, just do the eyeball test. You do eyeball test, it's, it's Luca. You do the, the visual test, it's Luca. I mean, there's nothing that says Trey. Okay. What, so for you, what is it for, for Luca, though, that stands out? Uh, <laughs> he averages more. He, he has more rebounds, three less assists. His team is, his team is two games better in the West. But I would say it's funny the teams kind of took a different. So Atlanta, obviously, is not 
you know, like they're not dominant in mm. the East. They should probably be better. But I think Atlanta has better players around Trey right now. Because what Dallas did, obviously trading Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. is they got Porzingis not on the court. You know, um, they moved Harrison. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, like, we're going to invest in next the season. Mm-hmm. Right. And Dirk, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know if he's going to retire. <laughs> People tell me he's retired. I don't think he said that. So, um, so they're they're they need to build around him. Mm-hmm. You know. So they're saying like this season is kind of just like establish yourselves, figure out how to play, get your reps and get your minutes in. But for Trey is like no win now and kind of establish this culture that Atlanta hasn't had, no. and they have good players around him. Win now with with what? Atlanta. Yeah, it's, this is the same thing. They're building. They're trying to They're build. Building, but like so, Collins, like the, I don't know that people really thought he was that going to be as effective as he is. Guys like uh, Herder, like but that's what you have. Baysmore, that's what like, but you have, have the you have you, you got a young group. So yeah, right you now young, you're just nice building. Group. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they have that draft pick. Don't mm-hmm. forget. So um, I mean, I mean, the perfect thing for them is to get themselves like a third pick, fourth pick, mm-hmm. and then. Dallas goes to six, mm-hmm. and they get like a third and a six, a four and a, you know four and a six, a five and a six. I mean that really boost them up for the future. You know what we were saying about who you have on the roster and who you're playing with, though. Would it be you know R.J. Barrett or John Morant? You can't pick Zion? neither of them because you already have Trey Young. Yeah, I know. So you know you like you will have the same situation as Dallas did when they they got Dennis Smith, and then you got Luca. And then now you got to trade Dennis Smith because you'd rather have the ball in Lucas' hand. Now, if somebody like R.J. Barrett gets there, now you have a six-seven guy who can play the point. Who do you want the ball? And, and you know, so it's going to be one of those things that if the wrong guard gets there, a bigger guard, and you're like, well, ooh, you know, his upside is more than Trey's. We might have to get rid of him. So let's talk about that for a moment. The importance of that with. You know, I think people, when they first saw it, they were excited. So you have, like, Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. It's going to be a dope mm-hmm. backcourt, like, like so dynamic. And they're, you know, going to run and, uh, you know, throw lobs and get, get in transition. This yeah. team will be fun to watch, which they were. So why break that up? Because you, you okay, so you remember when um, Magic got drafted to the Lakers? It's before my time. But yeah, I, okay. I, I'm aware that it happened. He was... Um, he was a small forward mm-hmm. point guard, right? But he was a magic man. But nobody realized that the Lakers had a point guard, Norm, Norm Nixon, Nixon, who averaged more assists than – I mean, between the two of them, they damn near averaged 21 assists a game. You, I mean, you're talking about thir- uh, 10 and 9 versus 11 and 9. I mean, they were – you know, you got – you're basically – you're one and you're three man basically are averaging 20 assists a game. Three years, four years, you started realizing, you know, magic with the ball. If we have magic with the ball and go get a defender or a score, it probably makes our team a little bit better. But the fact that we got two guys doing the same thing, one is smaller than the other, we'll go with the taller guy. Because the taller guy can go from one, three, four, five, versus the one guy can only play the one position. So when you have Dennis Smith and Luca. You have one who can only play the point. You got one who can go one, two, or three. You know, so you got one guy who can play three positions. So when you're sitting there watching the season play out and you're like, man, Lucas really, you know, the ball should be in his hand. And then, you know, with Dennis Smith Jr. off the ball, 
I mean, he doesn't look too good. Yeah, that's not. I was gonna say that's exactly not his game. His game, game no. So he didn't look. You know, his. You don't. Have, he's not in. He's not coming downhill at you. He's not. You know, it's one of those things when Westbrook and James Harden was on a court and they kept putting the ball in James Harden's hand and let. Um, Westbrook played it too. Westbrook didn't look too good because you got to remember Westbrook coming downhill. Dennis Smith coming downhill full speed all the time is what gives them that danger. The fact that they got to start in a corner, get the ball, and then try to generate energy and generate that power didn't didn't work too well. So, you know, when you're looking at these two, you're like, oh, I don't think Dennis Smith is going to be in our future, so we got to really get rid of him now. Right, and that's a really important decision because I th I'm thinking of the two backcourts that come to mind were um, Damon CJ in Portland, John and uh, Brad in, in D.C. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a situation where those guys can play together. It's hard yeah, because, because they're two, they but, can play off the ball. They can play But they're two the different. But it's two, two different. Bradley Bill can't play the one. He's no, but he can spot up. And same with But I'm saying, CJ. but that works. See, that works. Because yeah. one is a point, one is a score. And, and so, Dennis is not a spot-up shooter. De Dennis is not a spot-up. Right. So I got to think. No, it's not even Dennis is not a spot-up. Luca's can play the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, like imagine if um, early in her career, Clay Thompson actually could play the point. Like, he can actually bring the ball down. You know, at that point, you have a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, Curry, mm -hmm. who can play defense. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. so now you have a whole different player. But And that's what happened with Luca. that Luca can actually play your position, but you can't play this one. So we want a guy who can multitask. Yeah, and I got to think is like if you just kind of said, look, if we could get anybody, any kind of player mm -hmm. to play with Luca, who would it be? Porzingis is available. You mm -hmm. go for that. Like, mm -hmm. That's the decision. That was, a, that that was a good decision. I mean, it depends. You still got to check out his injury to make sure that, you know, he will be better for the future. Yeah, and, and, and I think teams confidently can say like coming off an ACL, like things aren't what they were 10 years ago. So you know that like they can come back. You know, I mean, to be honest, effective and stronger. ACL, depending on what kind of player you are, mm -hmm. uh, ACL for a big man who ain't really, I mean, he's mobile. So, I mean, he's, he's going, you know, he ain't jumping like Amari Nim, but he's still, he's blocking shots. He's, he's running up and down. So he's going to be affected a little bit by it early, you know, when he first comes back. Um, but Mark being who Mark is, he's not one of the other 30 or, I mean, other 29, 28, 27 teams that sit there and pay a guy and then try to rush him back. If if he has to sit for a year or two, he's up fine. Pretty sure the man knows investment. Yeah. So he's investing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good investment. He's investing, he, he's investing for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Not, I just need this guy to make me money right now type of investment. You know what? It's a, Speaking of investing, it's a perfect time for us to talk about. Robin Man, my segues is nice. Yeah, I mean, you hit me. I didn't even see that. that was a no-look pass. <laughs> so let me finish it. Uh, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood does not. You don't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps mm -hmm. on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, 
You can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. So for listeners of the No Chill podcast, Robinhood is giving them a free stock. That's a free stock. Free. Like, free. Free like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So what you do, you sign up at nochill.robinhood.com. Mm-hmm. One more time, nochill.robinhood.com. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. All right, so we're speaking of investing in the future. Um, so let's go to Atlanta and let's go to Trey. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see out of him going forward? What does he need to add? What does he need to add mm-hmm. or what does the team need to add? Him first. I mean, the type of player he is, I mean, he's a scorer, can also pass the ball. I mean, you got to remember, this is his rookie season, and the first 50 games, you know, he averaged about 16. You know, the last 16 games after All-Star, you know, he's averaging 25. So 25 25 and 9, to be exact. So he's picked it up. He has a feel for what the NBA, you know, what that NBA looks like. I remember the, the, the first couple is a shock. But you still got to, at the end of the day, the last 16, you know, teams are not making the playoffs. Be, your players are already counting down, so they don't give, they don't give shit mm-hmm. about the rest of the season. So, you know, as a player, that's when you can bump up, you know. And I think as a coach, that we, when you can push them too. Like, look, use this time, you know. Yeah, you start calling more plays, you know, the team. You know, so you try to basically put some um, – some confidence into the young guy going into the summer. You know, his first year, he knows what the, 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 the this year was like. He has an understanding, and you're just gonna you're naturally gonna come back wiser. You know, that's what I said. So him, he just do what you do. Work. You know, it's it's the team. What is your plan? Is your plan to build a team around him? Or is your team is your is your job to build a team? That's you know what do you build? Because build a team around him or just build a team? What do you think they should do? It it, it all depends on what the upside is, you know. If, if they think his upside is Curry, if they think his upside is you know being the next Curry, then you have to build a team exactly like Golden State. <laughs> Good luck with that. No, what I mean is, you like you gotta uh, you gotta think of what advantage Curry had. Curry had an advantage of shooters around him. So if I have shooters around me, you can't double me. You can't trap me. You can't really hard show me. So you have to make sure there is another shooter just as good or better than Trey Young at the two or the three. Your four man has to be a guy who can make plays. So if I do a pick and roll with the four, pass it back to that guy, that guy knows what to do. From there, you get guys who just are good at that particular job. You got to remember, as good as Golden State starting five was in 2014-15, their bench was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. With Barbosa, Livingston, like they were that team. That team was damn near more... I, I really wanted to see the starting vibe versus the second unit in a practice. Because mm-hmm. you got Barbosa, you got Livingston, you got Iggy. Iggy or Barnes, depending on who which one which, which one they wanted. You, you had... That's a battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real, you know, that's a real, but that's, that's what tore teams that's what, apart. That's why I say good luck is because, like, 
Golden State is a special category. Like, but I mean, but you so have to, deep, but you have to, all this talent. But you have to look at, you have to look yeah. at the blueprint. You got to sure. understand what the blueprint is. Like everybody wants to say, man, the Golden State starting five was a killer, and I'm saying, wait, no, 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 they were a killer. But that second unit was monsters, because you got to remember, if Curry goes out, like people, like when Curry went out in the fourth, in the, at the end of the third, up twelve. The reason he wasn't coming in wasn't because they was winning by 30 when he left. It's because when it was time to sub him in, the second unit pushed the lead to 25-30. Yeah, yeah. So there was no point of putting Curry and Clay back in because the, the second unit just blew past this other second unit. So you got to keep them in. And that's what was going on. Like when, when I did the Cleveland series versus them, Cleveland starting five was beating the shit out of um, uh, Golden State starting five. The year they won a championship it was it was basically it was a plus 19 the starting five it was a plus 19. cleveland's bench unit versus uh, yeah. versus Maybe warriors it was like it was it was like there was like plus 85 or some shit. it was fucking ridiculous you horrible but that that was that's what won go to say that first that that first championship it was that second unit that just came in just said Fuck y'all but do you think you should build a team around like is trey the one guy, like the alpha. That's what I said. As a team, you have to make that decision as a team. Like when you're looking at your team and you're looking at your roster and you say, okay, I got these young guys. I got Trey as my point guard. I got this guy at the wing. This The team has to be built around what that player is great at. You know, you just can't say I'm going to put talent onto. I'm just going to throw these pieces because they look great. That's not how that's not how players look great. You have to put if you say, all right, Trey Young is my guy, I need a shooter, a playmaker. Probably two more shooters on that court that's dead out shooting. And then I need a playmaker at the four that's gonna always have the ball. My five can be dead weight. Just a rebounder, block, you know, shot blocker. But I need my two and my three have to be able to hit shots. And then my four man make plays. You know who's a free agent this summer? Who? Clay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Clay's going <laughs> to Atlanta. Good, 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 good luck is, with that. Is Atlanta a place for free agents? No. That's a, yeah. No. But it's like, it's a cool city. It's not it's a, a as a visiting team. It's not a basketball city. Mm. You know, it's when you, over the years, that city doesn't, like, you have basketball fans in that city, but it, they're but it's not a basketball city. It's you know, it's music, football. football. You know, that's that's the city. The, the thing. So I'm a Braves fan, baseball, right? Mm -hmm. The thing about Atlanta, from what I, I, one of my best friends is from there, and he told me he's like, man, Atlanta, they know the teams, they don't win. But even so when it's hard, they don't believe you, like, oh, you made the playoffs, cool. We, you're not you're like they've, we've, they've had their heart broken in every sport. Like think about like the the Falcons were up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. On, <laughs> but it, but it's they were of, like ready to. But you got to look at you got to look. They, at, but you got to look at the city also. Like what kind of? But basketball talent and basketball culture in Atlanta. There's a there's a history and there's yeah, a rich amount of talent. High school, coming, like yeah. I remember that whole little area. George, you're gonna have athletes coming out of that area, but for you know a fan base is not a bask is not doesn't have traditional basketball roots, you know. So for a free agent, you're not you're not 
you're not going to swing that way. Yeah, not, that's, that's my that question for them. Is like, man, if they can, I don't know who they could get as a free agent. Like, if there's, if that's a free agent destination, you're gonna, you're a free agent for them is someone like he has Atlanta, you know, roots, Georgia roots. That at this point he want to go back home, or you get a guy. You probably won't get a f- top tier guy, but a second guy. You know, like, you know, you have your first five that that's taking big money. So you got, you know what? Clay would technically be a second unit guy on, on free agency market. So you're going to have... Second tier, you mean? Second tier. So you're going to have, you have the, not the Rosen, but you have um, Kawhi, first tier. You will have KD. Jimmy Butler, KD, all first tier guys. Kyrie, Kyrie first tier guy. Now, those guys we already know are maxed. They're maxed, period. Second unit guys is Cousins. Kimba. Kimba. Um, Clay. Okay. Right? So now it's like you guys are not maxed. But someone gives you the max, I'm pretty sure you're going to go. You know, so if Atlanta says we want Clay Thompson, here's $200 million. I don't see how he turns it down for a $67, $80 million contract over here when he already has possibly a third ring. Mm -hmm. I don't see Cousins turning down Atlanta if they offered him a max. From the South, that makes sense. uh, I don't know if, would you give him the max coming off the Achilles in half a season? But, I mean, what does this half a season look like? It looks nice. Mm -hmm. You look all right. But so, I'm, eh. Because before the injury, you was a max player. Mm -hmm. So, you throw enough money at Cousins at this point, you know, because you got to remember, Golden State can't afford them. You know, uh, Lakers is not going to give them the max because they got to they gotta still make some moves. You know, Atlanta can throw him the max. Jordan can probably throw him some some nice money to come down there to add with Kimba. I mean, now you, I mean, you, that, there's pieces, that's what I said, there's pieces that's very important to teams that people don't really, like, you know, Clay's important in the free agency. Um Cousins is very free. Like he can change the dynamic of any team mm-hmm. he goes to. That's sitting there on the borderline. You know, if he, if he, let's say he, uh, Atlanta. I mean, not Atlanta, but Boston gets him. With Kyrie gone. Wait, what? You're saying Kyrie's out? I'm saying automatically. With Kyrie gone, you add Cousins to that unit. That's a whole nother team too. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember, with Kyrie out of the lineup, that team still is not. So that, put, sometimes put, that team is way better. Yeah, you put Terry at the one. Yeah, you put Terry at the one. Yeah. Just like they do when Kyrie's gone. Because I think the guy for them really is Anthony Davis all the way. If he couldn't go to L.A., at Boston, you know they have a hard on him for him for years. But, I mean, you're going to have to give up too much for him. Mm. So, yeah. Which Boogie would get for nothing. Yeah. Not for, you you got to pay him, but I'm saying you yeah. Have to I mean that was you can let uh, if Kyrie signs somewhere else, Kyrie's money goes to Boogie, mm-hmm. and you your team is favorite in the East mm-hmm. by far because the only one position you really don't have is a big man. I don't, I, I don't know by far. By if, far, if Philly no. keeps that group together. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just got to keep adding. That's another tier. Tobias uh, free agent too. Mm-hmm. They keep him. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta, I I think they have a bright future. It's. I, I with the young no. court they have a young <laughs> No. Okay. Why? It's Atlanta. Come on, man, be optimistic. Oh, no. It's Atlanta, dude. 
bright future to do what? Get a couple free agents, get rid of the the young guys, get some more young guys, get rid of those. Well, that's, like you just said, they, it's not really a free. I guess that's why I asked it. It's not really a free agency destination, so no. they got to go young and they got to keep them there. That doesn't happen in this in this in this this, this thing we call the NBA. Mm-hmm. You have to build through free agencies or get lucky in a draft. That's how that works. Or be smart in the draft. Yeah, that's you know how to draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that's what San Antonio. Yeah. They were getting free agents. Yeah. So well, they, they got, got free agents, but you got you're getting. You're, all your free agents, they're $5 million guys, $3 million oh, yeah, guys, yeah. $2 but million. But I'm saying they guys. didn't get that uh, superstar no, free No, they, they, they didn't have to. Right. They knew that mm-hmm. piece, but they knew how to draft this them, was it. the franchise mm-hmm. players. And I think that was a thing for for Atlanta, too, is you know the question about building around that one guy. San Antonio didn't exactly do that. They had the right pieces, so mm-hmm. it was like how they worked. And I, I think if you're dependent on... They did on build one, around one guy. Well, they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, they... If you were the thing with Trey or any player really is like if that guy gets hurt and you got nothing, then you need you need another guy to that step up that mm-hmm. has the talent to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's the risk of building around one guy. But um, I, I do think the future is bright for Atlanta. I want to give that's good news. I love. It. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Better than it was. Okay. Like, yeah, they're they're watchable. I mean, they're I'm, watchable. Hey, Last if couple of years. Oof. If you're a fan of it, if you're a fan of that team, they're watchable. Everyone's watchable. You have an exciting player, and I think that's the thing. You know, um, when you have a team, you want a star that at least has some style, mm-hmm. and at least is like he's an attraction. Yeah, you look good losing. Yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know. But so they have that now. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the thing for Trey is that he wasn't my guy for rookie of the year because he wasn't wire to wire. I feel mm-hmm. like Luca has just been that way to wire to wire. But the good news for him is that. He improved as he went along. I think the thing he everyone thought he could just shoot, he could bomb from long mm-hmm. distance. He, the kid's a hell of a passer. Yeah, and his, his I mean, if you number, wa- but if you watch his high school highlights, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I mean, but it's hard in the, in the NBA. It's different. High it's school, easier. Yeah. Oh well, if you uh, if you have the right talent, it's easier because you got to remember right talent around you. No right talent as a player. You got to remember he can dribble and shoot. He can create his own shots. He doesn't necessarily need a pick and roll. So in high school, they're going to double him and sit in a zone. In college, double him, sit in a zone. So you're neutralizing the talent by a hard zone and doubling and a boxing one. They don't do that in the next level. They don't do that in the next level. So you're, you, you're, you have more freedom. That's why you have an athlete like someone like Zach Levine come off the bench. You know, he come off the bench and then – your NBA star. There's a difference. You know, his his talent, his talent might not really show in a college setting because of the rules. You know, it's like it's like having it's like a have it's like having a Ferrari in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You don't get to open that thing. Yeah, up. you look, yeah, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. You look de- you know, you're gonna I'm gonna look, but that doesn't really show. Mm-hmm. I need you to. I need that free. I need to. I need you to have some freeway, and that's what the NBA is. NBA is a freeway. One on one, stay on your man, open court. You know, that's cool. <laughs> that is. It is. It is a freeway. Uh, we want to see it like mm-hmm. high octane. Um, but the thing for Luca to me that I was just most impressed by is this kid is 19 years old and he had like he was bald. 18. He was 18 when he came in. Yeah, 19. Now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just came in. He knew who he was right away. <laughs> And he had the balls. I think playing point guard in the NBA, yes, there's not is not as physical, but it's like it's like football as a quarterback. When you get to the NFL, just things are moving so fast. Mm-hmm. 
So like you said, it's the high octane, the freeway. So to be able to come out there and see the game slows down for you immediately, that's the thing that impressed me most about Luca. And I think for Trey, it took him, it took a minute. Yeah, like we it, saw his assist numbers went up. So you saying? Yeah, that's what I said. He realized. I got see the difference between Luca and Trey is Luca played professional mm -hmm. for a while. So in that professional setting, you got to remember it's higher than than college. So that professional, he's seeing the game. That game to him is slower. It's slower. So his reads have to be better. His reads have to be more precise. Like everything. And you really has to count because you don't have up and down trying to score 130. You don't have that. You have every, like if you average 16, six and five in that league, you're you're a megastar. You know, so when he comes to the NBA, the top tier league, and he's averaging 21, seven and six, everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Because he's like, "This is he." This is much easier than where I came from because the league is open. The league is open. And everyone, he was doing that at 15. The league is open. And you know what the biggest part is? Every These guys are not that skilled. Like, when, when, when people hear me say skill, skill is this. Dribbling, shooting, passing. That's something you have to teach yourself. It's a skill. You're... you're a gift is body, you get tall, height, IQ, and jumping ability. That is a gift. See, everyone in the NBA is gifted. So when he looks at the NBA, he's he's looking at, oh, they're not that skilled. They're just raw, gifted but they're talent. Athletic. They're athletic. That's that's a gift. Yeah. This gift, like my skill level, I, like in 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 my other league. Everyone had to be skilled because the, they didn't have gifts. Mm -hmm. The gifts they didn't have, they didn't have a lot of gifts. There wasn't God given. There was not everyone jumping 45 inches off the ground. That no, I don't have that. So everyone has to be skilled to to be good in that league. So when he comes here and he goes and he's like, oh, I need a pump fake or do a step back. And he realizes they jump. They lose position. They, they go for every fake. They go for every drive. And I got to step back. I'm wide open. And he realizes, oh, their skill level is not where it's supposed to be. They're, they're very talented, but they're not skilled. And that's what makes the game easier for him. Is I'm, I'm more skilled than everyone here. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the major question mark around him. And he, he answered it. Like, and, and I got so, it. I'm and, skilled. And what's so funny is, when, when I tell people, I said, you know, Kobe was an average athlete, you know, like he was average. Like if, if we took his name, if we take all the 6'6 six, six guards, 6'6 six, six shooting guards, take all the names off the board and just say, all right, who's Jordan? Everyone look, oh, yeah, the guy with the 46-inch mm -hmm. fast twitch muscles, blah, blah, blah. All right, where's Kobe? You would never find him because 38-inch vertical. Uh, 38 six, six. inches is still legit. I mean, I... For like, shooting, think of him in the dunk contest. Like that, be yeah, but 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 you're six six, so that yeah. six six nice arm size between the leg, like yeah. what he could do. Come, that, that's what I'm saying. But that's three sixties as a yeah. But that, what I'm saying is, but that's that's a thirty eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about Zach Levine forty five. You're talking about DeRozan forty. Mm -hmm. Like like when you talk about the average of a two guard. I mean, Clay probably thirty four. Ray Allen thirty eight. You know, so you're. 
You know, you're trying to figure out. So if you took his and put it there, you wouldn't find him because all his stats was average, basically, compared to everyone that's coming through the league. The bottoms from Clay's to, you know, you got your Zach Levine's and Jordan's. Kobe's going to be average. He was more skilled than everyone. Right. <laughs> he was skilled. Okay, you, you like the jump. Okay, guy. Okay, get up there. Get up. Get up there. You know, <laughs> and that's why when you see him pump six, seven times, because he knows he's he's at, he's an athlete. He's wrong. He he's gonna jump to get, at some point. He knows how to get you in the blender. Yeah, he's gonna sit there and yeah. jump. He can't help himself. Look, look. Watch the gift. Okay, got you. Like, and that's what he was doing. And his skill level, his skill level was way above most guys' gifts. All right. So I know your answer for this. Would you rather be skilled or super athletic? Uh, super athletic. Yeah. Maybe like just for a day? No, no, no. I'd rather be super athletic. Like skilled will kind of always will win out. No, 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 no. See, that, that's, see, that's where Jordan was super athletic and skilled. and skilled. But I'm saying you can have one or the other. Like I'm a genie. I'll give you one wish. I would rather, give me, I'd rather be athletic. Because your wish, my wish is athleticism. I can work, work on you skills. You can work on the skills. That's I why I know work. your answer on that. But I'm saying, like, uh, for one day, I can put you at the, I can give you this ability. The, this, In a game? Yeah. So the super athleticism is great, but you really, my point is, you really want the skill to back it up. Yeah. yeah your skill, like, being super athletic, it gets you to a certain point in your career. That's why, you know, like Zion, it helped you through high school. It helped you kill college. But when you go to the next level, everyone, everyone is athletes. Like, you got to remember, you're on the court. In college basketball, like, I remember I played against probably two first, two lottery picks. Both of them wasn't in my position. So it really didn't even, there. no one really tested me for the next level because I didn't have to, there was nobody who's in, you know, so it was like, what did I really play against when you really think about it? So with him, it's did the guys you play against in college actually give you a threat or were they just a, an extension of high school? You know, because you got to remember, you are the super stud there. And the second super stud is on your team. And the third is on your team. And the fourth is on your team. You know, that's your team versus this. You know, so when you talk about going to the next level, your athleticism only gets you so far. From there to to be above, you have to be skilled at some point. You have like like Westbrook is athletic. He has a different type of skill. Mm -hmm. Curry is all skill. Then you have someone like um Kevin Durant, who who's Whose height gives him an advantage, arms give him an advantage, shooting gives him an advantage. I said genetics for a him. A little athleticism, but he's skilled. Yeah. Right now, Greek the Freak is playing off of all gifts. His skill ain't really, it ain't really there yet. You know, he's not skilled. You know, it's basically, well, I had trouble posting players up because they can double me quicker. You know, it, this is a little harder at the four, and I can't really do. Okay, I'm just gonna dribble the ball coming full speed the whole time, or back you down. Yeah, but but I have a but so, whatever eight foot wingspan. Yeah, so with him, you realize he's learning. Like until I get my skill, I'm gonna be point power forward. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna be point power, and I can bring. So now you see someone like Cousins. 
skilled. Super skilled. He's super skilled. Anthony Davis, talent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. But I think, like, for Zion, um, you know, a guy like Sean Kemp. You mean 6'9, six, 6'10? No, I mean, freak athlete, right? Could jump out of gym. Yeah, you know what? Can we, can we, you know, just. Are we for, talk too much Zion? No, no, no. Just for, <laughs> like, when you, like, when we talk about Zion, can we put him with the same size person he is? Like, don't tell me he's Blake Griffin. No, Blake I'm, Griffin I'm not talking about. He's 6'10. Don't say he's. He's Sean Kemp, and Sean Kemp is six nine. Like, I but also I believe it. Like, there is only one Sean Kemp. There is only one Blake Griffin. That's no, no, no. You I'm, have your I'm, guy. My, but... my point on Blake and Z- or uh, Sean Kemp and Zion is that Sean didn't have a lot of the skills. He got by on athleticism. He got by, but but you got to remember, just like Blake Griffin, what skill did he have? He couldn't back you down. Couldn't post up. He couldn't do that. All he did was just sit on the top, like you know, sit there, wait for Chris Paul to get in the lane, come in and dunk. You know, and then eventually he started learning how to shoot a jumper, got a little more dribbling. Now he's a little, he's way more skilled than he was when he first came yeah, in. Yeah, and you got to believe that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, but you got to remember, he's still 6'10". Mm-hmm. He's yeah, still at six, the end of the day, like you can fall back. He's on still that. But 6'10". Also, so for for Zion, he has a forty-four inch vertical. Blake Griffin has a forty-three at six mm-hmm. ten. So when you want to go mathematics, forty-four inch vertical at six six. All right, to match his jumping ability and athleticism, six ten at a thirty five inch vertical matches Zion. That's every three man. That's every four man. You know, and that's why I said you know at the three and a four, as a super. You got to remember, he's considered a super athlete. But just like anything. No matter how super you are, if I put you in the wrong element, your super doesn't mean nothing. If I take a Bugatti or a Ferrari and put it in LA Freeway at four or five o'clock, how great does that, how fast does that car look? It's like a, it's like a, yeah. a, a, a Ford 150. Yeah, you don't, you, you are mean, your engine is meaningless at this point because I put you in the wrong setting. Six, six. 44 inch vertical versus 10 or 610 guys, six at 40 inch verticals, 38 inch verticals. Your engine doesn't look great. Now you take this 6'6 body and you put them and you say, listen, this whole summer, we're going to get you down to 240. We're going to work only on your dribbling and pull up skills. This summer, dribbling, pull up skills, and we're going to throw you at the two. That means. He's coming downhill on everybody with a 40-inch vertical, which still stronger than every two. He's going to still, at 240, he's still stronger than every two guard. Coming downhill with his explosion. Unstoppable. That's where you, you, now he's unstoppable. Now he's on the freeway with no traffic at midnight. That engine's gone. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you want to put him at the three and a four, you're putting him in traffic. You're, you're putting him to fail. And that's why I said, like, right now, for his size, people don't understand, for his size, his, he doesn't have skill for his size and his weight and his height as a guard. I'm, I consider him a guard. You, if, he's, if we put him as a guard, oh, he's God. Mm-hmm. He's coming down here. He's, he's, he's a more explosive Westbrook. He's a more explosive and stronger Westbrook, jumps higher than Zach Levine or around the same. 
holy shit. Yeah, now, now you but see. But he's got to add a jumper. But now you see what my yeah, I vision you. is. I yeah. know your point. I, it's funny. I was going to say, you know, uh, he, he said he, he doesn't have the height, but he has a vertical. But yeah, you don't want me to say it. He has the weight. But we, we can't talk about weight anymore. Remember he has about, the weight to do what? Tra- just... 285. We're talking about like Trey's weight. Whatever. You know what? Don't, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I, no, I shouldn't have even no, said it. No, I shouldn't have even no, said it. Because, but I'm saying like that's. I want to ask you something. That's a big body. I'm, I'm going to ask you something because I, I see the narrative that's been pushed. Like, man, we never seen a guy 6'6, 285. Uh, no, I think that's the thing that we forget. Like, guy uh, Rodney Rogers, you know, like that. We've seen big bodies before. Yeah, but but not explode. So. But, yeah, yeah, now. And but now, but now I'm going to like. 280, gotta remember, what makes him impressive if it's the narrative they put that he weighs 285. Like, we've never seen it's like a, linebacker a beast after. this big. Okay, Boris Diaw, 6'9, 6'8. Yeah, but he had a four inch vertical. 6'8. 6'8. Mm-hmm. 270. 260. Had Talk to, about skill, all finesse no, player. Two, two sixty. This is only two sixty. Mm-hmm. At six eight, two inches taller. Was it fourteen inches lighter? Weight clause. Put a five hundred thousand dollar weight clause. If you stay under fit uh, two fifty, we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars extra to stay under two fifty. Okay, Mike Sweetney, two eighty four, six nine. Fat. Need a need a weight clause. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert, R.I.P. Tractor Trailer, mm-hmm. two eighty six, six eight, fat. We need a weight clause. Shaq, rookie weight, rookie weight, seven foot, two eighty five. Three years later, over three hundred. So when I look at a big body at eighteen, that says two eighty five at eighteen. I'm not looking at it the same. I'm looking at, wait a minute, you caught that kind of weight and strength. Well, it's all muscle. Strength at 18. If you think about an 18-year-old, no way in hell can he pick up 10 pounds, let alone 40 in the summer. So it tells you that, okay, he's probably done growing. And that was college weightlifting. What happens when he NBA weightlifts and he's not as active in the NBA as he is in college? You got to remember college five, five, we're practicing, was it five days a week? But, but Zion's not fat. No, Let's but what that. I'm saying he's is solid, he's solid. But solid you got, it's, like those guys, you said they were weight problems, but it's, but it's still weight. They were doughy, but it's still weight. You got to remember it. Weight is weight. Weight is weight. But would you a want a pound of feathers and a pound is weight. It still sure. weighs the same. Okay. So, but two hundred eighty pounds of muscle versus two hundred eighty pounds of dough. I'll okay, take, like the muscle is okay. Now good. you can work with that. Now you you take this two eighty five now in college and say this summer we're gonna train you. You got to get ready for the NBA, the big boys. Mm-hmm. Lifting right, lifting right. He's three hundred. How attractive does that look now? No, I don't think he adds weight. I think he can cut 10. But that's what I'm saying. So now he has, his whole career has to be cutting weight. Mm-hmm. Like I said, one go through one NBA lift weight program. He's 300. Weight lifting. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You're doing band stuff. You're doing core but, stuff. But, but, doing but, but think about what I'm saying. What, because you got to remember from 
his senior year to here, he gained 40 pounds, mm. must been lifting. So if he lifts and he keeps lifting, he's 300. Now does it sound attractive, 6'6", six, 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 300? No. Now if he has at 300, at 285, get him 285, that's 15 pounds. 15 pounds of before 300. It's close. In an age where you don't gain weight, after 21, that's when you can pick up muscle. Greek, that's when you can pick up muscle. You pick up muscle after 21, after you're done growing. Greek picked up 30 pounds after 21. So if you're 285 at 18, when you're 21, and you've been in the NBA three years, you got to remember, college players are more active every day than an NBA player. You practice five days a week with two practices. Your practices are two and a half hours. An NBA practice, an hour, hour and a half at most, two times a week. You but got they, three games. You, you have NBA teams, you have a nutritionist, you have strength. You you what? If they definitely have invested, like every, t I don't know if the number, I would say 30 out of 30, though. You believe that? For sure. You, you believe it's, that? It's part of the investment. Talk about Cuban. He invests in those kind of things. You have an amazing investment, right? Mm -hmm. Now I want you to do actual research. Your mind says invest it great, right? Well, what you say, I know what you're getting to. is like you're, you're not around that all the time, though. You're around that for an hour and a half. <laughs> no, to, to, to get on a diet. New, to be with remember, nutrition is an hour and a you, Here's you, your meals for the day. You give me a breakfast. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You give me a lunch when I'm at practice. Okay. Thank you. I had two meals by 11 o'clock. Now I have the rest of the day <laughs> no, but to it's on do you as, nothing. As an 18, 19 year old, you got to figure as an adult, you know how to take, you're not, you're not going to play Fortnite and, you know, eat gummy bears. Like you're going to, you have, that's the point of nutrition. Like here's what, what are you today. This is how you're going to manage your way. If that's, see, that's a legit the, that, concern see, for him. That's the, that's the illusion that everyone does not realize. When I say you're more active in college, how many classes are you going to in college? Zion or me? Anyone. <laughs> Most students, yeah, I'd say three a day. Three a day. Three, even though you got five or six. Mm. Let's say he, he only went two. Every day. two. Two days he went to practice. I mean, he went to walking around campus, yeah. two hours. You know, you're walking around. You, uh, you practice for the two hours. Like, you, you, you really moving throughout the week. In, in the NBA, you wake up, go to practice prior to an hour and a half. The rest of the day, you're home, sitting on the couch, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Well, sitting there playing video games. You're not going to be, okay, you sit there and get shots up. You spend an hour. I have 22 more hours before I have to be back to practice. So you're sitting and sitting and sitting. And then when you do play a game, it's 38 minutes. Mm -hmm. 30, 30, 30. That, that, that is college, being a professional. College, two and a half hours. NBA, you play 38 minutes. Then you're on a plane. Eat 38 minutes. Yeah, you, you didn't know that? No, I, I know that. I'm saying. That, that's what I said. Do I got to break it? Wait, wait, it's I got to break it so down for you. You're not playing for two and a half hours in college. Your practice is two and a half hours in college. Two hours of practice. Okay, so I'm saying game, game time, though. 40 minutes. Game days. Game days is that. But you got two and a half practice. And then game day, college. I mean, high. I mean, in NBA, you got an hour practice, maybe, hour and a half. 
if you're on a if you're on a horrible yeah, so playing if you're on a if you're on a, and then you have games where you're only getting 30 minutes. So you got more games at 38 minutes than practices at two hours versus college. So you go five to two there. So you got five, two and a half. Then you got 38 minutes and 40. Here you got five, four, 38 minutes with no practice. So naturally, you're not running and jumping as much. So your calorie loss is going to be way less in the NBA. But you have the resources of a nutritionist. No Trey, matter, you, it's on you. You're no matter go how, go work out, go no be matter, in the gym, go take care of your body. That's what you. That's part of being a professional. You know that. Yeah, but look at the reality. Take a picture from a guy who comes in at training camp in October first, November first. Look at their body then, then look at it now. Fat, doughy. Look at James Harden. He looks doughy, right? No. What? No, he he looks versus. Versus when you first saw them. The guy, I was, I was thinking of this, guys that have lost weight, which is most basketball players aren't that big. They're, mm-hmm. they're lean guys. Kevin Love. In the summer. No, but think of UCLA Kevin Love. But in the doughy. summer, he did that in the summer because he was fat and doughy in the summer. So he had to lose all that weight to come into but the who, NBA. What he is physically now is not what he was when he was in Minnesota. No. no. Yeah, he was. He was no. Nah, he, but that's what I'm saying. But he had to go. He had to lose weight, right. though. But that's what I'm saying. So it can so, be done. Not during the season. Right, this is right, a summer right, right. turn. This is a, this the is, season's different. But this I, is, what I'm saying is you gain, like, if I came in, nope, I came in a training camp at 206. 206 was my training camp weight. My playing weight was 220. So that means 16 pounds was jumping on me for the season. But did you plan on that? No, that's just, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a scale guy. So I'm jumping on a scale and sitting like, God damn, I'm fat. No, no. You can't, you can't get on But you got to remember. Yeah, yeah. It's not good but, for your confidence. But it's Gatorade. You're going to drink three Gatorades, two Gatorades during the game. You're just, gu- like, you're just sitting there guzzling. Yeah, you're yeah. not knowing. And like college is watering a little light Gatorade. NBA is Gatorade, Gatorade, and all these syrupy drinks. So you're, get, you're gaining weight during the season. That's why if you look at your athlete, he looks fat. Like majority of them, they're gonna still. Oh, he picked well, up. I would, I would say that. Like, well, you're the from what I know, uh, summertime off season is when you work on your body as you train. That's when you're supposed you get to. You're like you're fighting weight. When you're in season, it's maintenance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So think about it. So I wouldn't say Harding is fat. I, I mean, he's not fat, like he's, but if you look at him from compared to when he came in the season, this season, he's just taking care now, of his body. No, I guarantee you, if you did his weight at the beginning of the season, now he gained about 10, 12 pounds. That's just natural. That's just how the season goes. It's like because you got to remember, you're running throughout the summer. You're not running during the season like that. You can't. So I can't say I played 38 minutes. We got a game tomorrow. Let me do a two two extra miles. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to wear yourself out. So you can't really. You got to remember, you have 82 games. So you in traveling, you can't really try to keep in shape during the season. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we saw the video that came out right after he dropped 61. He was in the but, weight but, room then. Yeah. Right. He's and in the weight room, you know, trying to trying to keep maintain yeah. his and that's body. That's yeah. But you can't say like, "Oh, I'm going to Because he's still trying to You got to remember, I'm still trying to burn calories, so I I don't want to mm. jump on the treadmill and put more wear and tear on my legs. But that was my thing of it when, you know, knowing this from you is like, yeah, this is because he wasn't he's sure he went for 61, but he wasn't gassed to where yeah, he was like, no. he got, yeah. So, but that's what I said, you know, players like a young guy like Zion yeah. will have to know, like, they'll learn that. But that's what I'm saying. But yeah. you're talking about a guy who's already tipping, yeah, like, you know, you're tipping, like, you're already, you're already, like, it's 
like think about 15, 15 pounds. I'm telling you, I gained 15 pounds mm-hmm. during a season. 15 pounds, just him, him just being, and you got to remember, I'm in the gym three times a day, and I gained 15 pounds. Didn't lift one weight. I ain't touching no weights during the season. None. If my, my arm was, it was straight. It ain't no definition in it. So if I'm, if I'm 206 and I'm getting to 220, and he comes in at 285, like, muscle or not, 300 sounds, 290 sounds bad, right? Mm-hmm. 295. Like, that's what, who made 285 sound amazing? If 295 is like, ooh, that's kind of, 295, ooh, that's kind of, 285 is nice? <laughs> Two six, LeBron James at 6'10", 265 was like, oh, he's a, now 285 it's like is like a that? tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, if if I'm him personally, or I'm pretty sure they're going to be smart enough, whoever his crew is, to get him down to 260, 255 going into the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'd be the smartest thing because 260, 262, we can't, you can't tell. Like, does he look bigger than he was in high school? No, he's, no, he's, it looks. Yeah, he's a big he's guy. A big so big I mean, general, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So 20 pound loss helps your knees, help mm-hmm, everything, mm-hmm. and it gives you a chance to force some wiggle room. Like you got to remember, you already played at 285, so you know what it feels like. If you get down to 260 this summer, you have, woo, you have, you have vacation basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's. And it's see how you. But it's being a pro. But got to remember, if no one, if no one speaks on it and tells you, hey, listen. The NBA is not like college. You do not work out as hard or as much as you do in college. So you can gain weight being a guy who's averaging, you know, 30 points a game. But you got to remember, those 30 points a game, you're only playing 38 minutes. You're playing 42 minutes. That's it. Like 42 minutes, you did a mile and a half, maybe. That's not enough to keep weight off. Two Gatorades. And then you're going to be sitting at home the whole time, resting, you know. But nobody tells you that you fucking gain weight during the season. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, Shaq worked out his whole career, right? No. And run, but why? Who said he didn't? The weight said he did it. The weight said he did it. Pretty sure he was on the record of saying he was he could play himself into shape. But, but, but that did, was the problem with him. But he's running up and down, playing thirty eight minutes a game, uh-huh. and still gaining weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna lose weight, go to cycle class or something. It's like the that. summer. It's the not, summers the summers where you get the really cut. But it's also diet. the combination of eating right and you know taking care it's of just, you know, to be honest, it's hard. Like people don't like being in a, being in, on a diet in the summer is easier than being on a diet in the NBA. You gotta remember I can calorie count, I can eat breakfast, work out, do this. So I'm gonna burn and look amazing. In the season, it's like, well, Lunch, I'm falling asleep, got to get ready for the game, probably put something in there, and then we played. And after the game, normally in the summer, I wouldn't eat. After the game, game's over at 10 o'clock, there's nothing healthy out. I go to the restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And then let's say we go on a plane. Plane food's bad, got to eat that. Then we get to the hotel at 3 in the morning. I'm hungry. Eat bad food. I mean, you like, my, like I ate burgers, soda, drunk soda, and ice cream. During yeah, the season. Most, most nutritionists wouldn't advise during, that. During the season. Yeah, I mean. never ate that shit in the summer. Hmm. I, it wasn't even attractive in the summer. Hmm. Didn't even look at it in the summer. It was just an NBA. It was just my NBA meal for some reason. 
It's the only thing that can actually shut my motor down. But in the summer, I didn't eat no chocolate or no ice cream or no burgers. Or what the hell is that? That's how I can get down to 206, 208. The good news is when you're young, your metabolism is going to fire. So you can, when you get older, we know you got mm -hmm. to take care of it. But uh, back to our rookies. It's a hell of a rookie class this year. That was, uh, for me, that was my best takeaway was to see these guys like Bagley and Nathan and, you know, they, and along with Trey and, and Luca, our rookie of the year. Hats off to him. It's the mm -hmm. hat, we got hats on in this episode. Yeah. You saw that little segue? Nice segue. Yeah. But Luca's going to get it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. They get it from us. I mean, no chill rookie of the year. Yeah. Luca gets it. Luca it is. It's smart for the NBA to give it to Luca. Mm -hmm. International. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that too. Yeah. You get the international, mm -hmm. it, it broadens, you know, the whole spectrum of the NBA, it gives hope throughout the, the, but it's the like, world. You know, proof. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You give it, it gives hope if he gets it. That's that's what you want. You want those players from overseas to to get better and and, and come here because this is what can happen. Mm -hmm.